This is Homer and Tony. Oh, baby. I thought you were very similar to Bart Stark. I had to look him up after. There's some similarities there. But we're both white. That's it. Maybe a little more that. We're gonna we're gonna put it up on the poll. That's, see what I've everybody never thinks. Been, uh, I've never <laughs> been. But you put the picture of Tom Barrett up, and we're the same height. But that lady's gonna have a nice story to tell. Hey, I was in uh, Ted's. Did anybody tell <laughs> her that he's dead? <laughs> a dead guy was in there. <laughs> kind of hard to explain, but Homer, I'll try. You need to sit down. This could take a while. See this dude, he sort of looks like you do. The Zora gets never He's old, bald-headed, and white. Tom Barrett. Not quite. Close. Broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue. This is Homer and Tony. Bart and Tony. I would be honored to be ever confused with uh, Bart Starr. Well, you certainly were. Uh, yeah. You were confused. Congratulations. First time? Since you're, since you're honored, congratulations. I am, yes. Oh. Anybody wants to ever compare me to Bart Starr, go right ahead. I wasn't done on purpose. I mean, I'll take anything. I didn't have to be on purpose. Yep. Person I can't see. You were officially confused. Uh, that was a first. With Bart. Too. Bart Star. Have, have you ever been accused of being anybody famous? Yeah. No, never. No. Uh, Woody Austin. Do you have a look-alike? People said I look like. Not that I'm aware before. of. No. No one's ever said you look like so and so. Not really. No. We'll work Come on, on that. Really? Maybe. Put yeah. that picture up on Twitter and let's see. What picture they, up? Well, you, like you're saying it, Woody Austin? No, that's what they used to say to me. Woody uh, Austin. Woody, who, James Woody Taylor. Austin. Yeah, he's I a know who that is. James oh Taylor. yeah, that guy. Um, but aside from that. You put my picture up, and then Bart starts who's, next who's, to it. Let's put Pebbles Pebble? up and who, see. Who does he look like? I don't know. Let's see who people say. Pebble, put your picture up. Yeah. Who does Pebble look like? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sacrifice yourself, son. It's a small price. He's got to find a picture of himself. Where are you going to find that? I don't know. I have to look through my archives. <laughs> Google yourself. If Aaron what, Rogers... what happens when you Google yourself? Do you come up? Uh, just the senator, Chris Larson, comes up. Oh, Even though it's got a different last name than me. Mm, okay. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes both retired today, which player would you say had the better career? 63% say Patrick Mahomes. And they would be right. 37% say Aaron Rodgers. Um, if you were Mark Murphy, would you fire Joe Barry and hire Aaron Rodgers as defensive coordinator if 12 retired and wanted to be defensive coordinator? Uh, 27% say yes. It's the nicest thing uh Seventy-three percent say no. We're not going to let Aaron Rodgers be. Aaron Rodgers running a defense? Yes, he could run a defense fine. Who understands defenses better than Aaron Rodgers? Very few. Yeah, I mean he can run it. Sure. Oh, Has a former quarterback ever been defensive coordinator? Uh, I don't think so. Excellent Why point. They? Yeah, they don't want to find do a picture it. of Pebble here. There's one somewhere. I'm looking online right Did now. Did you know that one of Tiger Woods' nicknames is Big Cat? 65% say no. Of course. no Losers? Nobody knows who Big oh, Cat fine. is. Fine, I'm going to be a loser. You're a loser if you don't know Tiger Woods' nickname is Big Cat. Yes. All right, Clearly fine. Then I'm a loser. Well, you've already been a loser. I know, but add one you're more to the list. You're a confirmed loser. I'm a multi-time, yes, multi-time like a five-time loser. Five-time loser right now. Big Cat nickname 
I put in Chris Larson ESPN. No, no pictures of him. There you go. That's bad. Oh, I got it. There it is. Booyah. I just saw it. Here we go. It's right there. Look it up. Pebble. No okay. excuses right now. Um, Look at that picture, Homer. That actually looks like a nice guy there, doesn't he? That is some weird hair. That's <laughs> wow. all I can look at. That is weird hair. Put why, that up. Why are you that is, it's weird. It's not, I mean, why I like all hairs. I, it's just kind of a weird Larson, angle you see your picture? size. Is this the one you just took? That was like a year or two ago. Well, that's the one I found. Two years ago, probably. Yeah, that's the, the one, that's the one on the uh, GKB page. Uh, by the way, we yeah, have put it us up. Put outside it up. the cut an investigation. There, when did Tiger become Big Cat? Uh, there's a debate on that. There is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you see that? Uh, you can go to the website, outsidethecut.com. It's be a golf thing. There's a debate on when and, he became Big Cat? investigation, when did Tiger become Big Cat? This was done February of 2018. I think he was a Big Cat since he was a little cat, I'm assuming. Mm. Well, I mean, he was famous at two. On the, uh, yeah, what what was. show was he Mike on? Mike Douglas show. Mike Douglas show. Yeah. He's already on there. Nobody, striping it. Nobody called him Big Cat then. Striping it down the middle, on, right on TV, too. Chef Ed chim- uh, chimes uh, in on the uh, talking tax line, 800-990-3776. He says in 2018 he was called Big Cat. Yeah, that sounds right. Golf Digest wrote an article, Nicknames of the Game, Golf Digest Top 10 All-Time Nicknames. What important to note, her, Tiger had been a pro for 15 years. Big Cat is not mentioned anywhere in the article. Um, between 2011-2013, some very limited references to the Big Cat. Um. So I think it it started uh, in you know recent years or whatever. So this is good. We uh, we it's nice to inform people uh, about Big Cat. Put some respect on his name. I don't. Uh, Who Big Cat? Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to call him Big Cat. I'm not going to call him. This tiger, 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 or Tigger when he was losing. That was Tigger. It. That's tigger. weak. That's what it was when he wasn't winning. No, he wasn't. was Tigger. Never Tigger. Oh, okay. You wouldn't put that up. No one's called him Tigger. Uh, no, when he was losing, yes, people called him Tigger. Put some respect on his name. Uh, I guess Tiger is a big cat. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. That it is. Um, no, Tiger's... Um, Can't stand watching him limp, though. I mean, Tiger Woods is the greatest name ever in golf. There's no doubt about that. Just your regular name? No, I mean, the, the, if you if you had the biggest name in golf ever, it's Tiger Woods. The biggest name? Yes. Oh, yeah. I thought you said the the best. Like, I mean, name. I think you can argue who's the greatest player. Or, you know, Tiger Woods had the greatest uh, dominance of golf for a period of time. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, it's the biggest name ever yeah, in golf. Yeah, yeah. What Tiger about, Woods. What about Jack yeah. Nicklaus? Wasn't he like the Golden Bear? He, no, Jack Nicklaus is up there, but mm-hmm. Tiger Woods is big. It just he's he was bigger. Jack Nicklaus was Fat Jack when he was young because he was fat. And he was never really the star of the hey, game. Other Tiger Woods would be Arnie's one. Army. Arnold, Arnold Palmer would be second. There's only one Fat Jack, and he joins us on Fridays. <laughs> no, no, he's the second Fat Jack. There's another. You look at early pictures of of Jack Nicholas. It's amazing. There's a picture of him playing uh, with Vince Lombardi and Don Hudson in a fourth at Oneida Golf Club in the I don't know what year. Oneida. Yeah, I mean, Fat uh, Jack Nicholas was fat. There's another way around to put it. Maybe. Or you'd call him a wide body. I mean, he looked Big like body. he looked like he could have been and he could have he was a great athlete in other Big sports. boned. He w- he looked like a tight end. Wait, are we supposed to be doing top 3? We are. Oh. 
And what are you talking about? I, I just got assigned to it. Yeah. I was given the follow-up to the big get the cat. Music. Hit the music. The best of the best. The pick of the litter, the creme de la creme. This list is as exclusive as it gets. Three, two, one. Okay, let's run. It's the top three at three with Homer and Tony. There's only one story. New head coach of the Boston Big Celtics. Big cat. <laughs> Big cat, no. I want to tell you one thing. Marquette that, is the story. That's that, it. That dude coaching the Celtics is a very good coach. I'm worried about the Mazzola? playoffs now. Yes. I think he's better than the guy that he replaced. And the guy he replaced better than Odoka? Yes, uh, I do he, believe he, he is. His, he was his assistant, so Correct. I don't know. Uh, no, the other guy was good, too. But my my worry about the Bucks in the playoffs is him. Your worry better be Jason Tatum. Well, to Tatum him. Jalen Brown. I can't tell you this. They, Sam House. I can tell you. Uh, Giannis better start working on that mid-range jumper because he's going to yeah, need it to beat the Celtics. Help. Ain't no? going to help. Ain't going to work on it between now and the playoffs. He better. He better yeah. have it. You they don't, you they don't develop a mid-range in a couple of months. No, he already has it. He just needs to practice it a little yeah, more. Yeah, it doesn't have it. All right. I think he does. I know he doesn't. Well, if they lose this year, he'll work on it in the offseason. I'm just trying to be one step ahead for him. <laughs> All right, the <laughs> top three at three. You say there's only one? That's one. Marquette, the dub. Separating from uh, Xavier a little bit, giving a little breathing room. Uh, now they're in position to win the Big East. Yeah, I can't talk about that because I'll mention oh, losing okay. and you get mad. Well, there yeah. are some different scenarios in case Marquette loses to Creighton, maybe. So no, if, if if they lost well, to Creighton and they win the last three, they're at least tied. We don't care the about conference. those. We're just they ask. can't finish worse than tied if they win their last three. After they, they're game and a half up. They're in position. Yeah. You can't lose more than a game and a half when you play one game and everybody else plays two. Can't happen. So then you'll be even, and then you win your last three, and the worst you can be is tied. Uh, no, I did not pick Marquette. Loser. Nice. nice. I picked Stevie Mitchell. He oh. transcended Marquette. What? Six steals. Six. Probably had about three or four others. Hmm. That that pesky Stevie Mitchell. That's what he phenomenal is. Phenomenal performance. He's a pest. Yes, he is. He brought the energy. He brought everything. A number of people have to play well for you to win, but uh, also, got, was, also got to talk to Stevie Mitchell. He was though. special. You do? Uh, yeah. What do you have to talk to him about? Uh, because Stevie Mitchell is. I mean, when you think of Stevie Mitchell, what do you think of? Hustle and defense. Right? Yes, energy incredible. Guy. No, I think of one thing, and I invented it because of him. Yeah, what? Challenges the dribble. Correct. So, uh, being able to do that, he's so good, mm -hmm. no one should get by him. There's not anybody who should get by him off the dribble. And every now and then it happens. Every now and then it he happens. He gets beat back door once in a while, too. Uh, not, not that. I'm just not talking not about strictly off the dribble. Okay, and then how? Uh, why does it happen? Uh, just too aggressive. Oh yeah, you've said that yeah, before. Yeah, when there's really no need to be aggressive, so he's sometimes so pick his he's got to learn when to back off a little bit. All right. You don't have yeah. to back off like give up. You just got to back off right. slightly, just so you don't get beat. And you don't foul. He's got to yeah, he's got to figure that part out. Once yeah. he, once he does that, I don't know what you tell him though. Well, how do you tell him how to gotta, do that? He's got to watch. Uh, he's got to watch Drew Holiday tape. Watch Drew Holiday defend. Uh, he, he defends with his mind as well as his body. His right. feet. He, he, he knows how to move and 
He can, I'm he not going to argue that. Feet, He's as good a defensive player as correct. I've ever seen. So he, but Drew also knows positioning, which right. means oh, I got to I got to take an angle. I can't always be right up on you. I might, yeah. I might take a step. I might, See, I might know, this, take a half step This off. is what's great because Tony makes fun of my idea about stealing, and he is now suggesting to Stevie Mitchell, as great as he is, that he needs to steal from Drew Howard. He does need to steal, yes. yes. There you go. And why? Because Drew Howard. I don't call it stealing. I'm just saying watching. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, your advice would be to – he could benefit from a chat with Drew uh, – Drew, uh, No, he could benefit from just watching him. I know, but knowing even, when to – Wouldn't you still want him to talk to him? When, and, knowing, knowing when the moment is to right. take a step off. But wouldn't it also work to talk to him, to chit-chat about what goes through Drew Holiday's mind? With, with Drew? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but who knows? Who knows if they'll be, be able to do that? But I know he'll be able to watch tape on him. Uh, Drew Holiday. He can do that easy. Drew Holiday talked to him. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it, but yeah. – All right. Yeah, that's really good. Pebble, what do you have? And uh, mine goes along with Marquette, but this is actually, the, I thought this was a great stat. The first time since joining the Big East 17 years ago that Marquette's beat every opponent in conference play this season. The Buzz Williams teams, the Sweet 16 teams, the Elite 8 team, they never beat every single team in conference play during the regular season. They were always swept by some other team. But uh, not this year. Shaka Smart in the second season. They've beaten every team in Big East play. First time in 17 years since Marquette joined the conference. I, I've got to check. I'm not sure that you always in the Big East played every team twice. I think they, uh, back then, I'm not sure you got to play every team twice. I could be wrong on this. There were fewer teams in the league. But check that because that would be something you'd have to mention yes. in terms of to be a fair comparison. But still, last time they won, the only time they won the Big East regular season was 10 years ago. It's also the last year that Marquette won an NCAA tournament game, which they have to do. You agree with that? They have to win an NCAA tournament game. 100%. 100%. 100%. And they will. TVV, Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports, 100%. He's next. And that right there means letters and specs. Even better than those. TVV. 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 It's Fox 6 Sports Director Tim Van Voren on Homer and Tony. Tim Van Voren is brought to you by Mars Cheese Castle, a Wisconsin landmark that you need to experience off I-94 in Kenosha. Meats, cheeses, bakery, bar, and restaurant all under one roof. Learn more at MarsCheese.com. TVV, Tim Van Born, Fox 6 Sports, uh, Pebble. I don't know when it changed, but there was a uh, time where you didn't play everybody twice in the Big East. And BBB's the man. He'll beat every single team this season. That is correct. That is correct. Right. Yes. And hey, don't try to be arguing with Pebble. TVV on the line. I'm not arguing with Pebble. I'm TVV. just adding a piece of How you of doing, my brother? Uh, TVV, Tim Van Vorn, Fox 6 Sports, three-time Wisconsin sportscaster, your Hall of Fame wingman. TVV, good afternoon. Oh, see, he left because you guys were arguing. No, we didn't. We weren't arguing. He left. He's there. <laughs> TVV is there. You don't want to listen to your you and You were the one who was yelling. Petty arguments. I just want to let you know, you yell very well. You should consider doing it more. <laughs> Yeah, you're a, natu- you're a natural yeller. I yelling. thought I was good, but I'm not in your league. Um, TVV, good afternoon. Good afternoon to both of you. You both project very well. Project. That's very good. I don't yell. I project. Did you consider hanging up when Pebble and uh, Homer were talking? 
Just adding additional I'm information. I would have. I don't want to be party on. to it, Tony. I didn't want to be party to it. I'll say that. I was listening in. Go. See, but I didn't want to there be associated with it. TVV. Um, Sometimes you got to teach your kids how to act in front of guests. These kids don't know how to act in front of guests. Uh, uh, I don't know that I ever did that to my kids. Exactly. I taught them how to act in front of people. I mean, not house guests. Would you? Would either of you, uh, Homer? I know you never made a distinction on that. Would you take your kids to a post game podium like Nick Sirianni did? Uh, never. Never. Game? No. No. That ain't never happening. Really? Um, uh, he was he was kind of guiding them. He was kind of uh, disciplining them a little bit at the podium. You know, if you take them up there, you've you've opened the door. Yeah, I don't. Uh, what do you do? I didn't see it. What do you do? That was not at the Super Bowl. That was after the NFC Championship game, and he had three kids up there with him, Tony. And then uh, his daughter couldn't have been cuter. She was kind of mimicking her dad, and he wasn't really having it. He was like, I think her name was Taylor, maybe. Taylor, no, stop it. Thing. Taylor, stop it. You know, he's right up out there at the point. Mm-hmm. I know you're exposed. You're uh, there. Hey, teacher. That's right. Taylor, knock it off. Uh, I make a distinction between family and work to the point that after. You do or you don't? I do. After 20 years, I think it was at least 20 of doing Marquette basketball. We were at a, in Boise, and I said, this place is so great. I should bring my wife. And a person said, you have a wife? Um, meaning, of course, that uh, my wife had never attended, so they mm-hmm. wouldn't have known. And I thought, yeah. It's... Anyway, uh, on to Aaron Rodgers, because Jason Wildey did something special in terms of addressing the likelihood of what Aaron Rodgers was going to do. Um, okay. And if you bet $100, uh, then you can win more than that, and that determines the ranking of what's most likely to occur. For example, he said, you bet 100 and he plays with the Packers, you should win 150. You bet 100 and he plays for the Jets, you get 250. You bet 100 and say he plays for the Raiders, you would get 300. So uh, Jason's saying uh, there really is no favorite for sure, uh, but the most likely occurrence would be the Packers at plus 150. And I thought, all right, let's have TVV do it. Because we find out this way, which you think is the most likely occurrence, and to the degree of confidence that you have uh, in that. For example, if you were sure it was the Packers, it would be the Packers minus 200, minus 300. For example, on whether Rodgers is going to play this year, um, I would have it at, yes, minus a million you got to bet a million to win $100 because that's how certain I am that he's going to play. But that's aside from this. Put me up for $100 million. Yeah, $100 million. All right, TVV. Uh, the teams and the numbers for Aaron Rodgers playing this upcoming season. Who is, it, who is the uh, favorite? Most okay, likely? well, playing, just playing, first of all, yeah. I'm with you, uh, $59 million to one. <laughs> all right. Very good. Uh, playing with the Packers, minus two hundred. Minus two hundred. Wow. Well, no. I, I, well, no. no for example, Jason says the Packers, but it's plus one fifty. So if you bet a hundred, he thinks you know nothing right. is really that certain. When you say 
Packers minus 200, you're saying you got to bet 200 to win 100 because that's how strong yeah. I am and that he's going to play in Green Bay versus yeah. the other teams. All right. My second pick, uh, most likely pick, is the Jets. Third most, uh, so uh, that's like plus. minus 400. Okay, plus 400, actually, it means. Like, you'd, you, if, if he played for the Jets, you bet 100, you would win 400. So uh, I see what you're doing. You're not an expert in this. I'll say Packers plus 200. <laughs> you're not an Jets. expert in this. Well, they're okay. Packers got to insult our guests. 400, yeah. Titans 450. Wow, yeah. Titans, you really uh, think are in the mix? I'm listening. You got him ahead of the Raiders. He hasn't brought the Raiders. I do. Yep, I do. Have and what the wow. answer to Tony's question? What about the Titans makes you bring them up when no one else is? Uh, sleeper pick, weak division. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Is there some connection between anybody on the staff of the Titans or him? Well, he's raved about Vrabel. He has oh, raved yes. about Mike Vrabel in the past. Uh, like excessively, if you ask me. But um, uh, and then field, right. field is plus six hundred. Now the so reason Packers, the reason, yeah, Jets, Packers, Titans, Jets, Titans, field. field. The reason I bring this up is there is a site that lists the Raiders as a heavy favorite as to where he's going to play. And I asked Jason, do, do you know something I don't know about the Raiders or they know something because they don't make this stuff up that would make you lean toward the Raiders? I guess Hackett, but I don't – there's nothing that I'm aware Devante. of. Devontae. Devontae, that's so strong that would make you think that the Raiders are a heavy favorite to be where he would play. Have you got anything? It, it, any, any, any no, it's, it's all a parlor game anyway, Homer and Tony. I mean – you know, nobody knows anything at this point. I, I truly believe that, uh, including the, the the most involved principals here. And it, these are stories. You know, in, in, in Vegas, you're going to get the get the get the uh, juices flowing. Sure, they usually Pump don't the do Raiders. that too much. Uh, also, I did not ask Jason. And I apologize. Uh, do you believe that you are in the inner circle of uh, Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> no. No. Do you have any no. idea who is? No, I I know. No, I don't. And even people who you might think would be, I don't think it's a guarantee that they are. Well, for example, there are, there his, people, his agent clearly is not in the inner circle. No, I think there are people who he would tell what's going on before uh, it would go out publicly. So there's that level, but I don't think that means inner circle in terms of you know what he's doing, who he's confiding in. Yeah, I, I think, for example, Joe Rogan is in his inner circle. Really? Yes, I do. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think he yeah. he likes everything about Joe Rogan and how he cares himself. That yes. Um, okay. I mean, I, I don't know, so I don't, I can't say no. I, I just is Pat McAfee in his inner circle? I don't think so. No. Mm-mm. No. So I think he likes a lot of things about a lot of people. I think that can be a sliding scale. I think people have been in and they have obviously fallen out. Yeah. Uh, and family. I think that that, that not just Homer's family, falling out. family, yes, Homer's uh, falling out. media, teammates, I mean, all that stuff, all those people over the years. So I don't know, and I don't know that that's a fixed group. Who's the who's teammate has fallen out? Well, I would, I mean, he has, I would say Bakhtiari. Greg Jennings? Bakhtiari is in the inner circle, I believe. I think Bakhtiari and Cobb are... Oh, Cobb. Cobb is better than 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're on the. I will definitely tell you what I'm doing before it goes somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, no, I, I wish to change. I, I, I think Rogan is possible. I wouldn't bet, but I think uh, without a doubt, I think Randall Cobb is uh, in the inner circle. In the inner circle, I would, he would be the one I would say would be most yeah, likely most of anybody likely. that yep. we would that we would suspect. But there yeah. are probably people close to Aaron Rodgers that we don't know about at all. Yes, and he prides that. Yes, he's, he's happy. absolutely, and that's kind of a. Kind of a condition to being there, I think. Okay, hey, you're not gonna. You're I got, not gonna tell I got TVV on the inner circle, <laughs> putting them in there. Um, I'm in the. Who's dark, closer Tony. to the circle? Homer or TVV? Oh, TVV is way closer. <laughs> um, but I don't. Uh, it, there are there are. If you ask me, people that should be in this inner circle, TVV me. would be one. Yeah, you would be. I good should too. be. Yeah, you should be. I'd smack them straight. You would. I agree. I should I'd be like, dude, you're not going in the dark. Knock it off. Yeah, you would be good. <laughs> you ain't smoking no ayahuasca. For all I don't think, Knock it off. Is he seeking counsel from anyone? I don't think so. I'm with you there. I, I, I don't think so. Yeah, I'll have to send him a note. You need to add. Uh, actually, Tony could be in the inner circle, and this is just a front. Yeah. For us not to know that he is. <laughs> yeah. Certainly not. So, so anyone who's listening on the radio said that's impossible. He wouldn't be doing yeah. he wouldn't be doing anything he's doing now, if I was on the if, inner circle. Well maybe, but if, if I'm I would, in the I'd inner be circle, I want to make sure that everybody is certain that I'm not in the inner I'd circle. Be absolutely right, roasting him about it. Let me ask you a question. If he comes back to the Packers and, and Jason and I and some other, you know, sites here and, and conversation has led you know, still says that's as likely as anything. What's the response after this offseason? Any different based on the way things have transpired in previous offseasons? Response from whom to whom? Fans, teammates, uh, you guys? No, media. I mean, from fans, he's just got to win. The, the, the fans have moved on. Um, but if he won, then they would, uh, they would change all the, you know, the, the, I don't believe the, I believe the Packers are smart enough to not care what the fans think. To, no, make I, the, I agree. to make I their agree decisions, but they but would I'm know curious. that there's no there's no loss for the Packers to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. There's never been a time in, in Green Bay where they can easily move on and take no heat from the Packers. Now, if he goes to another team and wins a Super Bowl, then you're going to take some, but people would be even understanding of that, I believe. I would agree with you, and I would. What, the reason I bring it up is, you're right, I don't think the Packers are, are complete grandstand players, but the re- they're not they're not casting any bets on these odds either. It's part of the whole show. It's part of the whole side deal here. So there are definitely those who say, "Oh, see, the Packers should have gotten rid of them last year." I don't remember that much sentiment for that last year. Even for the people who are now saying they should have gotten rid of them last year, observers, fans, whoever you want to say, um, which makes me then ask. Would the response to his potential return this year be significantly different? That's where I'm coming from with the question. Oh, how would you answer? Well, I agree with you, I, and I've said it before. I think this is for the first time Aaron Rodgers thinks the Packers would, would possibly make a move without go on without him. He's never felt that they were able to do that before. I think now he feels that way. I think, uh, as you said, the Packers is probably feel more empowered to be able to do that should they choose to do that. But if he comes back, and so many of us are still saying that's the likeliest, then you have that scenario. And is it well? Is it open arms? Is it wariness? Is it 
uh, an uneasy alliance. What is it if he comes back to Green Bay? Uh, it'll be, uh, well, let's see how they play. Everything is based on how they play. Everything. But but he's going to make an announcement in March, Homer. Right. And no, but that how March... they play is not until January. Correct. Well, no, really, and, that and matters. That, yeah, the decision on March is not where he's playing. The decision in March is if he's playing. We still right. got phase two to go through, right? Okay. I think. All right. August. He's in Green Bay. Yes. All right. I think That's overall. A long time between August and January. I know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How many times are you going to be tired of it? All right. This is. Are you tired of it? Of of the of the scenario of this of the Rogers of Rogers uh, off season. Sure. All right. There's fatigue. Yeah. There's fatigue. Absolutely. There's fatigue because it's the same scenario. And if he comes back to Green Bay, it will obviously be the same scenario. TVV round. Are two. you tired of it? Are you too tired of it? Um, I don't follow what he says like I used to, but no, I'm not tired of it. I love humanity. <laughs> I'm tired of it because it's the same. Yeah. That's what I would say. Until it's not the same, it's the same. All right. Round two, TVV. Being late, that is the same. Next. <laughs> Everybody's talking about regenerative medicine now because people who have joint pain are getting real, lasting relief without drugs or surgery. I'm here to tell you guys, your boy T. Smith, listen up. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting treatment. They use highly concentrated healing agents from your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. If you have ongoing joint pain from arthritis or an injury, you need to call QC Kinetics. Don't assume that steroids and surgery are your only options because they're not. Times have changed. And regenerative medicine can get you moving again with no downtime. Stop taking pain meds, guys. Discover this remarkable alternative that pro athletes like myself have been using for years. Thanks to QC Kinetics, this amazing treatment option is now available for folks like you, Homer, TVV, Pebble. All of you guys who are sick and tired of joint pain, you can get it now. Don't put it off any longer. Call today. They'll make sure you get in for an evaluation ASAP. A better quality of life is just around the corner, guys. Call now. 414-285-3474. That's 414-285-3474. Don't wait any longer. 285-Tony-Smith-Merlin-Olson. 285-3474. You're listening to Homer and Tony on 94.5 ESPN and WisconsinOnDemand.com. I shouldn't have said TVB is normal. He is not. We are, but he's not. He's superhuman. Yeah, you guys are normal. TVV is not. I'm okay. Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports. We talk with him every week at this time. Is there anything else uh, uh, regarding the Packers that needs to be presented? Hmm. I I don't think so. Everything stems from the quarterback situation, not internally, but for what any of us would talk about, I think. I mean, I don't know. It's going to be, I think it's an interesting, what do we have before free agency? Two, three weeks? I think it's an interesting three weeks. I think something, you know, dominoes will start to fall, but I don't have anything right now. Uh, all right, a few of my facts, and then, and then oh, Tony boy. would say their opinion. Oh boy, alternative facts. And then, but all right, go but, ahead. But uh, facts that I agree, you can disagree with this. I believe that Goody believes in this team and believes that last year was a fluke, and that um, it's not like they are that he sees any rebuild necessary. Uh, it's. Um, 
going to be tougher if they go with Jordan Love, if he's the quarterback, but they believe that the, they, can, they, be they can get to the Super Bowl with the team. If Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, it would be tougher, but there is no thought of a rebuild necessary at all by anybody uh, in the organization or specifically Goody. I completely agree with you. Yeah, I, I think he, uh, I think his belief. Now, part of it's he put the team together. You know, he's going to have faith. In <laughs> you guys. think? But uh, I, yeah, I absolutely think that they feel uh, it was reload an is the an word asteris- that I was an asterisk year and an aberration, yeah. and they're back in it yeah. next year. Yeah, I hope he doesn't believe that. Mm. Unfortunately, he might. It's my belief that he believes it. Yeah, I agree. He he might believe it. I'm hoping he doesn't, but he might. I have uh, addressed it, and and so many bad belief. The belief that uh, my concern that uh, Matt Lafleur is too soft as a head coach. Um, That's your concern. Yes. Uh, Is that your belief? Um. It's not like he's unsuccessful. You can't win that many games and be bad, but. Um, last year would be a, a concern that if things don't go smoothly, uh, he's not willing to do much. That's not how he rolls. TVV, you can kill that if you want. I'm, I, I'd like your input in that thought. I'm asking a follow-up question. I think I know where you stand on part of this because of the retention of the hiring and then retention of Joe Barry. Uh, I, let me but, interject there. That's what's. That's why it's hard for me to to think that it's really soft because that's the toughest decision he's made. That is not soft. That is that could cost him his job, I believe, to keep him. Yes. So I'm a. I'm impressed with his ability to take on the world and keep holding on to a guy whose resume is the worst ever of a defensive coordinator and hasn't done anything of significance. I would say to this point in time and. And he's holding on to him. He's holding strong. Doubling down. Yes. Um, so is, is any of it your, re, your, your observation or re- evaluation of how he deals with Aaron Rodgers and the offense? Because to me, I think it's a very tricky dynamic there, which has been created uh, partially by LaFleur, but partially by the organization. And it just it makes it difficult. And, you know, it was at the end of the Brett Favre scenario, but that that was something they were able to solve relatively easily because of who had helped create it and then Favre allowing them to make a move. Rogers is not going to allow them to change anything. They're going to have to change it, and the people that would have to change it are people who are going to be in Green Bay for an extended period of time. That makes it tricky. And I still maintain that that's partially why it's very difficult to evaluate Jordan Love's persona and character because of the dynamic within the organization, he is always going to be suppressed behind Aaron Rodgers, consciously or not. That's human nature. That's the way it is until that situation is changed. All right. I uh, feel like we should move on, but I don't know exactly. What's, what's at the top of your list next, aside from the uh, being, uh, being have to have the Packers always first in our list? Well, I mean... Marquette's in first place in their conference. UWM is in first place. The Badgers are on the bubble. The Bucks are the second-best record in the NBA. We could do a lot of different – Kerbin Burns. We could do a lot of different things. Oh, yeah, Burns. Is he, is he mad? 
Sure. Yeah, I said on the news last night, you know, the thing went down against him. He's a straight shooter. Wait, you're interested to see what he has to say today. I thought he was exactly that, a straight shooter today. He says, yeah, the relationship's been damaged between the well, two of us. Well, I, don't, sure. I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand that. How is it damaged? Because he said he was in the hearing and he's listening. He His takeaway, he said his takeaway was, he said, in, in his the, the gist of his comments, I understand they're trying to win a hearing. They're stating their case. I think they could have done it more respectfully. They basically laid it on me as why we didn't get into the postseason. And that's their approach. And I don't agree with how they did that. I'm quoting okay. Corbin Burns here. Rude. Who's a, who gets it? Who gets it? Corbin Burns gets the business, gets the fact that there's argumentation, gets that he's not going to get as much money this year as he wants ultimately anyway, but you know, is willing to say, I didn't like the way I went down and, and the way that they talked about me in that hearing. Wow. Um, it's my belief that the, that they believe the team and the group was soft. I don't know how much they hold him responsible, that they just faded when they traded their closer, even though they had what they thought and everybody should have thought was an outstanding closer replacing him. I don't know where it hits that. Plus, it makes me think that – so I don't know that they – I don't know that they're bothered by that. I think they're bothered most by how soft the team was. This may be an indication of trying a different approach and seeing if maybe they'll respond better or that he's going to be traded anyway. Um, respond better? They're trying to win a hearing, like you said. They're trying to minimize well, but they the money. Know, they know it's going to irritate him. You think? Oh, of course. They're willing to do it anyway. Yes, they don't so care. what does that say? That, that makes me think that they're trying to figure out – how soft the team was last year, and that they soft. Yes. Oh, oh, oh you're corporate. What? That's right. You want to piss people off and make them play better. I, I think that oh, they're. I, got you. I, I got think you. that that Stearns would have never made the deal if he had known the team was so soft that when Hader was gone, they'd all just collapse like the team had been ruined. When they got a guy there as the, the new closer who was as elite as Hader was, or close to it. All right. But I would say this. Kill me on any of that. But I, they knew what they were doing. There had to be a reason for them to do it because it makes no sense. The amount of money is insignificant for somebody who's a star of your team. Okay, you, there's a, but there's a 40-man roster in baseball, right? right? Let's, let's go as far as 40 men. You yep. Call anybody up, put them down, okay? Yep. I'm going to say 38 or 39 of them were more responsible for the Brewers fading after the hater trade than Corbin Burns. And Corbin Burns' interpretation of the arbitration hearing is that he was being singled out as part of the reason they didn't make the postseason. And when Todd Rosiak of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel asked the follow-up question, how can that really be? You tied for the Major League lead in starts. You made every start. Your ERA was what it was. Your strikeouts led the National League, et cetera, et cetera. How can that be? Burns just kind of nodded and gestured. He didn't say anything. He yeah. So. Well, I, I can answer it. It had point. to do with the clubhouse. Clubhouse. Right, but, but, but Burns is the one we're talking about here. How does Burns feel? And, and not to you know, he's not a one man team. The club, I don't disagree with anything you said. I, the offense was was you know putrid most of the year, and certainly uh, you know far definitely lacking at the end of the season. They still could have made the playoffs had they done anything. Two or three more games, any any offense, they're in the playoffs, but they didn't. But Corbin Burns' takeaway: you can say the Brewers didn't present it that way, or he misheard it, or misinterpreted it, or whatever. His takeaway is that he is one of the reasons they didn't make the postseason. And I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to say that that's true. I would agree. And I think that they're, uh, that's why I think part of it is uh, purposely irritating him. 
It's like the angels <laughs> say, well, we're going to use Otani more. You know, we're going we're gonna to have our starters pitch more. I mean, what are they saying? That we're not going to sign Otani, so we're just going to get all we can out of him before he leaves? Uh, that's possible. Corporate boys. <laughs> TVV will continue this next week. How about this spirited non-Packer conversation? I know. No, I yes, yeah. I love it. Next, thanks, TVV. See ya. <laughs> oh, Pebble, you got to hear this. Oh my goodness! She got. <laughs> You're listening to Homer and Tony on ninety-four-five ESPN. Oh, well, I asked uh, Homer how'd his above-average boy uh, MVS do in the Super Bowl. <laughs> below average? He did nothing. Yeah, it was below Wait, average. It's so one I said, game. How many above-average receivers Without him, did they didn't ever nothing the in the Super Bowl. And I said they double-teamed him. <laughs> they they decided they're going to take They left away. Kelsey open. Oh, make Kelsey beat us. We're not well, going to let MVS beat us. Kelsey was double-teamed as well. <laughs> that's the, the two. They're like twins. Oh, that's why MVS Kadarius. and Kelsey. That must have been like Kadarius, Tony, or uh, Sky Moore yeah, wide open. They yes. were. That's right. That's they correct. Cut, cut MVS, MVS was drawing double teams. Yeah, it was. You nailed that. <laughs> Close. I don't have to do nothing but stay black and die. White people. I will bet anybody. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Thing sucks. Whatever you do, make sure that